Shalom from Rabbi John. This podcast is the first in a series of talks about Jewish prayers that I am putting together for you. There are a few important things that I have come to believe about Jewish prayer and our prayer texts, and I'm hoping these talks will help you be able to understand and experience prayer through the words of our prayer book. I believe that each prayer is a universe of meaning. Each prayer has so many dimensions. You can study or meditate on a single paragraph or even a phrase and find all kinds of messages and reminders. Even a single word means more than its direct meaning. I want to help you know what some of the meanings and layers could be so that they will be there for you when you say or hear a particular prayer. When you know a particular prayer this way, or even a sentence, you can develop ways to use it as part of your own practice of prayer. You might find using a prayer to be a strange way to put it, but that is what I mean. Words of prayer are instruments. In Hebrew, we would call them clay kodesh, which means sacred instruments. Words of prayer are instruments we use to remind us of important ideas, to stir us to do something, to help us feel centered. They are also instruments in the other sense, musical instruments whose sounds reach us deep in our feelings and our souls. These talks are also based on my belief that Jewish prayer is something you do. Don't be fooled by the bima at the front of the sanctuary. We are not presenting a service for you or on your behalf. The role of the leaders is to guide and coordinate something that we are all doing for ourselves and for each other and for the world outside. When you know something about a particular prayer or even a particular word, you can be ready and prepared. A certain prayer might be the time when you always think about every member of your family, for instance. A certain phrase might be where you stop and check in with yourself, review about whether you've been compassionate or honest. When you know a prayer, it will be a landmark that reminds you to stop or to turn in a certain direction. I can tell you what that landmark has meant to other people or to me, but in time you'll make your own meaning— your own sense of what to do when you see that landmark. So in these talks, I'll lead you into the thick of particular prayers and generate a lot of potential meanings and dimensions. Not all of them will speak to you, but some of them will. I'll give you some of the history and some of the big ideas and talk about particular words in Hebrew and what they mean. Some prayers have traditions about how we say them, standing or sitting, bowing or upright, etc. You may find that after you listen and study, you only have enough focus at services for one prayer or maybe a few, and that's fine. You can devote yourself to a specific page and stay there as others move on, or do your active praying there and listen or let your mind flow at other times. Up to here, I have been using the word prayer a number of times, even though I don't particularly like the word as a translation of the Hebrew word tefillah, but I didn't want to confuse my first words with a lot of new terms. So for now, if the idea of praying doesn't sit with you, if you don't feel yourself as a person who prays, don't worry. It's good enough for now if you'll accept tefillah with this meaning, as the use of sacred words to help you focus.
If you need more than that before I record more talks, look at my page about tefillah or prayer on rabbijohn.com. That's my introduction. Now I want to teach you about a particular tefillah known as the Shema. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. The Shema has sometimes been called the most important prayer in all of Judaism. It is certainly one of the most central and one of the most repeated. It is actually a set of verses from the Torah. If we look at just this first line that I chanted, I think we can see why there is a universe of Torah in just these six words. I believe that every person is already deeply committed to one of these words and what it represents, or more than one. Shema. Shema means listen. In the Hebrew, it's the form of a command. Listen means stop what you're doing because something more important is here to pay attention to. Listen is also about connecting, getting out beyond myself. In the Torah, people are often described as seeing. Less often, they are described as hearing. In our lives, seeing is more common and easier. You can choose to open your eyes or not, to look in a particular direction or some other place. And what you see is what's on the surface. Listening is more profound. We can never completely close our ears. What you hear comes from more than one direction. What comes into the ears comes from the inside of another person. So the word Shema says, pay attention, or it stands as a goad to relate to someone else as we would as a listener, not just a superficial seer. Yisrael Yisrael means Israel, the Jewish people. Israel is this congregation, the people you are with, and the entire congregation. And it is the Jewish people everywhere, and the history that we are all a part of. It also stands for Medinat Yisrael, the state of Israel. Yisrael is a moment of community, of identification, feeling a part of the larger whole, or connection to the Jewish homeland. Adonai Adonai is one of the two most common ways we refer to the divine in Hebrew. Adonai represents God's name. We say it in place of the four Hebrew letters we don't know how to pronounce anymore. Addressing God by name represents the personal relationship with the divine, the awareness of divine energy flowing through me as a vessel. In Jewish tradition, the name Adonai also stands for God's compassion. So meditating on Adonai helps us think about being the receivers of God's love, God's care, and God's teaching. As Adonai, God is a presence we experience, a closeness. Eloheinu 
Eloheinu is the other common way in Hebrew we refer to the divine. In the tradition, this name refers to God's justice and order. Eloheinu is the big picture, the idea that the universe and our lives have order and are governed by a structure of physical and ethical laws. Eloheinu represents a certain global equilibrium and harmony. And at the same time, the word means our God. The dimension of universal order is still tied to us. We are not mere small particles in an infinitely large universe. We chant the word Adonai again, and then finally, Echad. Echad means one. Everything that exists is one. Though we see different people and different nations, different species, the difference between matter and energy, differences of all kinds everywhere, still everything has a common thread. Everything is one. I'll say more in the other talks about these words, but my first point about the Shema is that each person can say with commitment at least one of these words. That's why at Beth Abraham on Shabbat, we chant this line of six words slowly. We give a whole breath to each word. Each represents a core belief that you might have, either one of the ways I have interpreted that word or in some other way. And that means that a congregation saying the Shema builds something united automatically. It is inherently one. Every word of the first line of the Shema has someone nearby saying it with particular commitment. The six words of the first line of the Shema, at least as I've just presented them to you, give everyone a point of entry. Put together, they say more than you would think six words ever could about relationships, about the community, about God, about reality. That's why they are worth saying slowly. And it's one reason we're justified in considering them some of the most important words of tefillah. In the next talk, I will start out with where these words came from, how they have come to be part of our prayer service. And then I'll go back into the words here and into the next lines of the Shema. Shalom.